0: Welcome to Money Freedom for Photographers, where I teach you how to question all your money beliefs, show up and sell your photography, and create a business that feels amazing. I'm your host, Safina Duke. Hey guys, how are you doing this week? I have to share what happened to me last night. I thought about not sharing it, I thought about sharing it, and it's a little bit vulnerable, but I was like, I think so many of us are going through this right now. And so I, I really do want to tell you this story. So I was talking to my husband last night. We've both been going through it a little bit, like in our own heads, struggling with our own things. And as a result, we have let that like kind of come between us. Like we were kind of just not on the same page. And so we are pretty good at talking things out. And we just decided it was time to talk things out. And during the whole conversation, we were not being like how we normally are when we're just like super respectful and on the same page. We were still on different pages. And so I felt myself being so defensive and just like combative to him. And we kept talking and talking and not getting anywhere. And finally, I said something. And the minute that it left my mouth, (laughs) it wasn't like really – it wasn't – I'm not going to share what it was, but it wasn't, like, something that was evil towards him or whatever. It was just really depressing and negative, and it left my mouth, and the moment that it left my mouth, I just felt – I just saw myself from the outside saying this thing, and I burst into tears. I was like, what – who is this person? Why am I speaking like this? Why am I so negative and cynical? You know, when did I become like that? And I remembered just who I was my whole childhood, which was, you know, I didn't have the easiest childhood and I still had the best outlook on life. I had so many hopes, so much optimism. I always wanted everybody to get along, you know, and I always just like wanted to be this really quiet, gentle, like force of. Compassion and loving people and getting to know people. And I just, in that moment, I saw how far I had be- had gotten from that person. Um, and I realized that I had just let you know other people's ways of handling life's challenges, which is to be cynical. I had let other people's emotions. I had let all of the controversy that's going on in our world. All of the opinions, all of the fighting that we do, I had let all of that get to me. And I really noticed that I had just like hardened so much. And it's, it's almost like a defense mechanism, right? Because when you're soft and loving and stuff, you know, people can get to you easier. They can poke at your soft spots and your gentle spots. Um and I just realized like I've I created this whole person that was just not. Who I was intended to be. And, you know, in that moment, I just said, to my, I just started bawling crying. I was like, I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't care what happens in my life. Like, I don't care about all the external things. I'm not going to show up to my life being this person anymore. I'm not going to be cynical. I'm not going to be like thinking that things aren't going to go well or things are <laughs> just not looking forward to the next day. That's how I had been. And I think in the time that we're in right now, I guess I just wanted to share that with you because it's so easy to see how other adults are handling things right now and to kind of like succumb to the society that we're in. And it's an act, a radical act (laughs) to not be angry and not be fighting and not be like opinionated and all of those things. And so I was doing all those things. I was like letting myself get into all this drama and stuff. And I just wanted to share that with you in case it resonates. Um, And I'm I'm really happy that I've noticed that and that I had that breakthrough and everything because, yeah, that's not who I want to be. I want you to imagine what you were like when you were a child and just the way that you looked at the world and imagine the way that you are if you have children now, how they look at the world. It's so different than adults, right? there's still so much hope. There's so much room for magic in children's eyes. And yeah, I think we all, we all are tempted by bad attitudes and things like that. So I really wanted to share that. And on that note, I also want to talk about myself today. I went, because my clients go through a lot of these same things. And because I'm helping my clients with these things, I want them to know that I still struggle with them. (laughs) And it's not that I don't struggle with them, but it's just that I also have solutions for them and they can help you. So I'm going to share all the things that come up for me the most in my life and business and just like my functioning as a human being and how I handle them so that you can – You can know that you're not alone and also that there's a solution to these things. And I want to take a minute, too, to point out that a lot of these things are classic ADHD symptoms. (laughs) So if you have ADHD, ADD is what it used to be called for me. Um, It's some of those symptoms are, you know, can cross over into what I'm talking about. So here are the five things that I struggle the most with in my life. And you can see if you relate to any of these. Confusion, overwhelm, avoiding slash buffering. I'll explain what that is later. Having no tolerance for my emotions, not wanting to feel my emotions, and comparison. So I'm gonna go through all of these individually, but that's those are the things that are the hardest for me and have been the hardest for me to overcome. All right, let's start with confusion. For me, this just has to be number one. (laughs) So I was recently told by a friend who does human design stuff that like my human design chart has a lot of open centers, which I don't understand a ton about that, but I do know that that means that I'm open to a lot of different ideas. I'm open to a lot of different ways of things being you know, possible in the world of ways to do business, right? So... I'm very open and what that means is that my brain has a tendency to want to take in all of this information and then like not know where to go from there. And it also means that when I wake up in the day, if I were to just let myself roam free <laughs> with my brain, I would feel super confused. I'd probably just like get on my phone to kind of see what I should do. I don't know why I think that my phone would tell me that. I would make it to my appointments and stuff, but I would kind of just be like, "Eh, you know, I don't have to do anything. And then I would be, I'd feel confused on what I had to do. And I would just kind of do things, business things, putting that in quotation marks. But I wouldn't really be following a plan and I wouldn't ever feel like I had done enough because I was kind of just like doing whatever popped into my head, making posts reading threads on Facebook, you know, where people are like giving each other advice. So for me, that is always the number one thing that I have to remember about myself that I really have to know what I am doing. (laughs) Otherwise, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and I just do a bunch of things or I don't do anything. And I'm sure so many of you can relate to this. I coach on this a lot and the solution for me which might not work for everybody but this is what works for me is that i i write down what i need to do to get to my goals and i make a list of every single thing that i need to be doing and i even write down things that i need to do that are like laundry and stuff and i get it all out of my head so that's not jumbled around in my brain confusing me like, oh, should I do laundry first? Should I go to the gym first? Should I work on my business? Like, what should I do? I write it down and then my brain is very resistant to doing this too, but I also make – I put it on a schedule for myself. And the way that I do my schedules because I have kids is I keep them extremely open and flexible. So it's not like down to the minute. It's not like, oh, I have to do things every five minutes. But it's more just like, hey, brain, you know, just so you know, when you're walking by your schedule, these are the things you could be doing with yourself. And just that helps me so much to have a plan. It's like when you have a manager and you walk into work and your manager is like, here, this is what needs to get done at work today. Versus if you just walk into work and you don't have any directions and you're just kind of like, I clocked in, I'm here. So for me, that's that's a huge help is to just like tell myself what to do and plan it a little bit. And it makes me feel so much more clear in my brain. And it also takes away the feeling of did I do enough? Did Did I show up enough? Because I've already predetermined what is enough in my business. Okay. Number two, overwhelm. This goes along with confusion. And also something I hear about all the time from my clients is you're overwhelmed. You don't know where to start. There's so much to do. All of those things. ADD brains makes it so much harder. Sorry. ADHD is the proper term now. But okay. So for me, the way that I deal with overwhelm is I notice that my brain does this. Like, first of all, it's just good to know that, like, your brain is just telling you things that are making you feel overwhelmed, okay? So, for example, when you look at your kitchen and all of the dishes are out and everything and it's like, your brain's like, oh, this is so much work. It's going to take forever. This is terrible. You shouldn't do this. I don't know where to start. All of those thoughts are what make you feel overwhelmed. And it's really nice to know that those are just thoughts. Those aren't even true right? So many of the things that make us feel overwhelmed are actually not true. Like when you clean up your kitchen, it takes five minutes. We all know that by the time you actually go to do the thing, it doesn't take that long, but it's the thoughts that are standing in between it that make it take a long time. So notice the difference between your thoughts about doing the thing and the actual thing. So the thing that I have lived by with my overwhelm is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So it kind of sounds like a cliche, but it really helps my brain to be like, no matter what the task is, no matter how little or how big, it's always break And if it's not break like you break it up until it gets to the smallest tasks. So, for example, if you feel overwhelmed by starting your workday, that could look like, okay, what do I need to actually do to start my workday? Take a shower. Walk over to my office. <laughs> open my journal. Turn on my computer. Like, all of those things are just little tiny steps, and you could break them up into as small of steps as you want. You could even break up taking a shower into steps. <laughs> right? Like turn on the shower. <laughs> and so it really helps your brain to realize that it's not as big of a thing. And when you don't see it as a big thing and you see it as just starting with one tiny thing, it makes it so much easier to do. So that would be the main way that I handle my overwhelm is I know that I tend to just get overwhelmed and that – and I also have proven to myself now that I can still do things anyways. And this has actually showed up in a lot of other things in my life once I started to get a handle on it. I've started to be able to keep a cleaner house, to keep up with chores more often, and I am nowhere near perfect. Like I – I don't know. Half the time I don't do that still, but like I'm way better than I used to be. And it's because of being able to break things down and because of just proving to myself through doing little things, like making little commitments to myself, that I can do hard things. And just because my brain tells me it's hard, it doesn't mean that I can't do it. And I just want to kind of tie those last two together, overwhelm and confusion, with the fact that if you're not making decisions, those things are gonna be extremely prevalent in your life too. So some of the things that come along with overwhelming confusion are like, I'm confused. I don't know what to do first. I don't know where to start. And then you're overwhelmed because it feels like there's so much to do and there's so so many places to start. And so that's where making decisions comes in. Like you have to get good at just picking things and being like, I am just going to start here. I'm just going to start with this plate. I am just going to start with this thing in my business. And just kind of like not indulging in that overwhelmed confusion of, you know, considering all the options and figuring out which one you think is best and then seeing what you think other people would do. (laughs) That's kind of just indulging in it. So making decisions is kind of like the bow on top of how you start to overcome those two things. Number three, I struggle, still struggle with – avoidant behavior and buffering. So if you're not familiar with the term buffering, it's a life coach school term. And it's basically when you avoid feelings or you avoid uncomfortable things by doing something else. And the other thing that you do is often not very helpful for you. Like it's it could be overeating, over drinking, being on your phone, watching Netflix, and it could even be overworking yourself. So it's, it could be something that seems like it's a good thing for you because it's like work, you know, you're working hard, but it's actually just you avoiding something else. So that's – I've noticed about myself, I'm super avoidant about my emotions. That's my default. And so I have to notice when I'm on my phone all the time or when I just want to clock out all the time and not be in my life not be present in my life, and what things I'm avoiding. And to be 100% honest, my screen time, i still I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it's not good. And I'm still not a master of <laughs> not doing things like that, but I just am aware that I might tend to use certain things to distract myself or avoid things. And now I can like if if things aren't going my way, if I'm not hitting my goals, if I'm not showing up how I want to be, I at least have the awareness to be like, okay, well, this is why. It's because you've been on your phone all day and starting to be more intentional and try to put the phone away and do all, all the other things. Like I buffer in a million different ways, but phone is probably the most prevalent throughout the day. And just starting to... You know, know that about myself has been really helpful because then it's like, it's not a big secret why I'm doing it. It's like, okay, what things am I not willing to feel? Sometimes it's just boredom. Sometimes it's just discomfort of doing the things in your business. And sometimes it's just, you know, I'm having like bad emotions and I'm having really negative emotions and I'd want to turn them off and I don't want to think about them. So I get on Facebook. So knowing those things, I think I could say like I'm halfway managed as far as my buffering and that's enough for now. (laughs) So it's not about being perfect. It's just about like recognizing this is – these are some of the things that you might be doing and then starting to make tiny efforts to get a little bit better at them at a time. So definitely not like – I'm not saying that I don't sit around and ever eat my feelings. I do it half of the time, (laughs) just not all the time. I hope you're seeing a theme here, which is that none of us are perfect, obviously, and you actually don't have to strive for perfection. You can strive for just getting better at things. And that's what I am hoping to do today with this podcast is just point out, these are the things that used to you know, cripple me in my life and my business, and now they just aren't the main problem anymore. They're just, I can manage them. I can, I have tools and solutions to get around them. Number four kind of goes along with the last one because it's being avoidant of your emotions, but it's almost like this other layer of being angry at yourself when you have negative emotions. So I started to notice this in myself when I worked really, really hard on starting to love myself unconditionally. This is something that I've done within the past, I would say, six months maybe, and it's harder than it sounds. And when you're doing it, you start to notice how many times you kind of just don't have space for yourself. Like the way that I think of it is when my kid is – we're supposed to like go to an event or something and my kid is sad and they just start bawling. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Guys, you don't understand. We have to leave right now. You can't be crying right now. And sometimes I think we do that with ourselves and it's like just not giving ourselves the space to process those emotions because let's face it, emotions come up at the wrong time usually. It's not at an ideal time. It's a day where you didn't want to feel sad all day. And so there's this extra layer that we put on ourselves sometimes where we judge ourselves for having the emotions. We get frustrated with ourselves. We get mad at ourselves. So for me, I have had to learn to treat myself like I would a child, which means that if I wake up and I'm feeling particularly down, I sometimes I just skip the gym and I sit around and let myself be sad and I let myself cry. And the other thing that has happened for me is that I noticed that I could do that for like a day. And then like the next day I'll be like, "Um, seriously, you're still upset. And Even then I got to let myself still be upset and be okay with the fact that my emotional body is having feelings and reactions and stuff and just be really, really gentle with myself instead of being – making it like an enemy and being like, oh, I don't want you around here, starting to kind of be more gentle and being like, hey – it's okay. You can have all these feelings. And the result of that is that I am processing a lot deeper than I used to. So I used to feel more like flatlined and more like my highs weren't as highs and my lows weren't as low. And now I'm starting to feel like I'm just experiencing a lot more because I'm clearing out so much emotion and stuff. And I'm letting it really come out when it wants to. And yeah, it's extremely tiring (laughs) and sometimes I need a nap from it, but I'm also able to feel really released and free of that emotion after I release it. So that's kind of, you know, something I struggled with a lot is I didn't want to feel my emotions ever. And I would be very self-destructive sometimes because I – At my worst, that's how I am. I'm like self-destructive. I'm like, I hate that you're feeling this. I hate that you're angry. I hate that you're frustrated. And I just hate everything about it. And so we're going to go self-destruct. So that has been definitely a huge change for me. And number five is comparison. And let's be honest, we all have comparison. This is another one of those things where I am never going to be free of it. It's always going to be there. It's always going to come up. But now I just have the awareness like, okay, you don't need to go in a different direction with this comparison thing. So I still see other people's posts and I still think to myself, "Uh, you're doing something wrong. You're not as far ahead of them, blah, blah, blah. And I still have all those thoughts. And then I still see people posting things where they, you know, like – they did one thing in their business that worked for them or they had one price in their business that worked for them. And my brain still likes to be tempted to be like, hey, let's change your price today then. Let's do this. Let's go switch your entire marketing uh, (laughs) strategy. And so I just have to know that that's going to happen. And So I think that's been like the theme of this is just being like, yeah, this is how I am. This is how my brain works. And I know that that comes up, but I'm not going to let it run the show. I'm not going to run away with it. I'm just going to direct it back to where I want it to be. And so that's what I do with comparison. I let my brain tell me that I'm not doing a good enough job and that I'm doing it all wrong and that I I should make some changes. I should switch something. And I let it do that. And then I just say, okay, yeah, we're not going to change anything. I used to change things all the time in my business. I used to start new initiatives. I used to start new campaigns all the time, and I would always like get really excited to start them and not follow through with them. And now I just know that about myself, and so I'm very slow to take movements. (laughs) I'm very slow to take to make major changes. I'm not going to say I'm very slow to make movements. Like I, I will take a lot of action and do a bunch of things that are just like aligned with what I want to do. But when I'm, when it comes to switching paths and switching strategies, I actually don't do that because I believe in sticking to one thing. And I think every time you change a strategy, you're basically starting your business over again in a way. So you have to make sure that you really, really, really want to change it. So I've stuck with the same niche for the whole time. I've stuck with the same price pretty much the whole time. And it's just you want to get really, really good at mastering those decisions that you've made before you start switching them. So all of those things are decisions. So that's it. And I think as a coach, it's so important for me to just be honest and real that we're not aiming for... You know, being a robot who doesn't mess up. <laughs> and those things are all things that I've had to personally struggle with. and they're still going to come up for me. They're going to come up probably at every level. And every time I try something new or every time something changes in my life, they might be more prevalent. And now that I'm aware of them, i I have little tools to help myself with them. And that makes all the difference. So you don't need to be some superhuman person. You just have to, you know, start to find little ways that you can work around your own quirks and find little things that work for you. I I know my coach, like the way that she, I don't know, her human design, whatever her, the way that her brain works, she just intuitively goes about her day (laughs) and just does whatever like comes up for her. And for me, I tried to do that and that doesn't work for me because – I'm too, I have too much confusion in my brain and I have too much openness and I need a little bit of structure, even if it's structure that I'm creating for myself. And so for me, that comes along with a lot of trust and a lot of just like, Hey, Safina, like I, I'm trusting that I'm going to give you these tasks and that they are going to be enough and that they are going to be the right ones because none of us actually know the right way or like there's not a special way to do things or a special order of doing things it's just making decisions and sticking to them i hope that you'll use these tips and just aim at getting one percent better at these things and you'll be shocked at how much better your business and your home life and your brain can function when you just get a tiny tiny bit better at managing all those things So have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you next week. If you're ready to do this work for yourself and your business, I invite you to coach with me one-on-one. We will spend six months turning you into the person who knows how to create whatever results you want in your life and business you can sign up for your free consultation at the link in the show notes and if you're enjoying the podcast you will love our free facebook community called money freedom for photographers you can find it by searching for the group on facebook or also linked in the show notes we'll see you in there